Companionship is what makes every journey enjoyable. Today, we continue our journey with Jesus. Join Scott Pauley as we make brief stops in the Gospel according to Mark. We trust you will enjoy the journey. I was just a teenager when my dad came into my bedroom one morning and said, I have something for you. And he put on my bedroom mirror a little sticker. One word was on that sticker, and it was the word attitude. I must be honest with you and tell you that I hated that sticker. Every morning when I got out of bed, the first thing I saw was the reminder to check my attitude. You know, that's not just true in youth. It's true all through life. And it's true for all of God's children. Constantly, we have to check our attitudes. The disciples had to learn this as well. We're journeying with Jesus through Mark chapter 9. And in verse 30, the Bible says, And they departed thence and passed through Galilee, and he would not that any man should know it. For he taught his disciples and said unto them, The Son of Man is delivered into the hands of men, and they shall kill him. And after that he is killed, he shall rise the third day. But they understood not that saying and were afraid to ask him. Now, there's a series of events and conversations in this chapter, and they all revolve in some way around attitude. Here's the first one. These disciples really had the wrong attitude towards Christ. Now, the Bible says here that though he was teaching them truth, they weren't getting it. They weren't understanding, and the Bible says they were afraid to ask him. Now, let's start there in our own lives. That's where you have to begin. You see, really the, the real issue about attitude is not about your relationship with other people or your circumstances. No, really, it's about your attitude towards God. Because when your attitude towards God is what it ought to be, then your attitude towards everything else is determined by that. These disciples, as we'll find in just a moment, were having quite an argument among themselves and lots of conflict with other people. Uh, but could it be that all of that was simply the fruit? And the root problem was that they lacked spiritual understanding and they were afraid to talk to the only one who could give them understanding. May I say to you that wherever you are today, whatever your struggle may be, uh, the first thing to do is go directly to Christ and say to Him, Lord, there are things I don't understand. Uh, there are things I, I'm not getting, but I want you to help me. And do so without fear. Oh, when you come to the Lord, don't come in fear. Come in faith. You don't have to be afraid of the Lord. He's going to tell you the truth. You don't have to be afraid of the one who loves you, who gave himself for you. And so don't be a disciple at a distance. Uh, don't be one on the fringe. Don't be one murmuring under your breath about all of life without talking directly to Christ. First of all, begin by getting your attitude right towards the Lord. Then there's a second event. The Bible says in verse 33, And he came to Capernaum. And being in the house, he asked them, What was it that ye disputed among yourselves by the way? But they held their peace. For by the way, they had disputed among themselves who should be the greatest. And he sat down and called the twelve, and saith unto them, If any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all, and servant of all. And he took a child and set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said unto them, Whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name receiveth me. And whosoever shall receive me receiveth not me, but him that sent me. So not only do we have to deal with our attitude towards Christ, but then we have to deal with our attitude towards the brethren, towards family members in the family of God. Think of it. Here's the Lord Jesus 
talking to his disciples about the fact he's going to die. And all they can think about is who gets to be first, who gets to be in charge. Here he's talking about sacrifice, and they're talking about what they can get. The Lord Jesus uses the most humble object lesson when he takes a little child and puts him in the midst and says, you've got to be willing to receive such a child in my name. You've got to be willing to humble yourself, to think of the least, not of what you can gain, not of what you can get. Oh, my friend, our attitudes toward one another are wrong because we think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. The Bible says that we're to live this way, in honor preferring one another. And might I say, when you get close to Jesus, when you begin to understand what He's trying to teach you, that's going to help you have the right attitude towards one another. Then there's a third event. The Bible says in verse 38, And John answered him, saying, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and he followeth not us. And we forbade him, because he followeth not us. But Jesus said, Forbid him not, for there's no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. For he that is not against us is on our part. So now we're, we're broadening the circle a little bit. We begin with our attitude to Christ, then our attitude towards fellow believers directly around us. Now we're dealing with our attitude towards other Christian people, the folks who are, are not close to us, folks who are not exactly like us. And yet the Lord Jesus gives a real caution here. His caution is, look, if they're not against me, against Christ, then they're for Christ. I think it would do all of us some good to take a step back from our own ideas and opinions from time to time and realize that this world is bigger than us and that God's work is bigger than us. I'm not suggesting that you compromise your doctrine or uh, that you disobey the truth of the Word of God. I'm not suggesting that at all, but I am suggesting that sometimes we get the wrong attitude towards other Christians, other ministers, other people in the Lord's work. And in reality, if they are serving the Lord Jesus Christ, we ought to love them and we ought to thank God for them. And so we're dealing here with our attitude towards the larger work of God in this world. We should be asking not what's best for me, not even what's best just for my church, but what is best for the cause of Jesus Christ. You see, subjects of the king ought to be interested in everything going on in the kingdom. And we ought to pray for those who are involved in the wonderful work of the gospel. Then he goes on. He says in verse 41, For whosoever shall give you a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, verily I say unto you, he shall not lose his reward. And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me, it is better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were cast into the sea. That's very strong language. A millstone was something so gigantic that it took a donkey hooked to it to move it in a, in a clockwise motion. He says, you, you, we'll take that millstone and hang it around your neck and put you in the midst of the sea. In other words, you're not coming back from that. He's making a point. He's using this hyperbole because he's dealing here with our attitude towards those that are the least. Someone who needs a cup of water. Some little child that believes on the Lord Jesus. Not some famous person, not someone who can do something in return for you, not something you can get something out of, but for the least. Years ago, someone taught me that you can tell much about the spirituality of a person, not by how they treat those who are over them, but by how they treat those who are under them. The reality is 
No one is under us. We're all just sinners in desperate need of the mercy and grace of Jesus Christ. But the point is this. We should have the right attitude towards those that are often mistreated and neglected. And that's why James would later say that pure religion and undefiled is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep yourself unspotted from the world. I'm afraid there's a lot of people in Christian circles today who brag about keeping themselves unspotted from the world that miss the first part of it. And that was the, the essence of it all, the love of God shown to fatherless orphans, the love of God shown to widows and people that need help. My friend, check your attitude today. Is your attitude right towards Christ? Is it right in your church towards other brethren? Is it right to others in the work of God? Is it right towards the least in our world? If it isn't, pray today that the Lord will help you have the attitude of Christ. Maybe you want to take that same word and put it on your bedroom mirror or someplace where you'll see it often this week and let it be a Holy Ghost reminder to keep your attitude right towards the Lord and towards everyone else around you. Thank you for traveling with us through God's Word. We would love to hear from you and share additional resources for enjoying the journey. Visit us online at scottpauley.org. May God bless you as you walk with Christ today. Thank you.